Hello and welcome to the Dr Richard podcast, a show about health, wellbeing, fitness and humanity. I'm Dr Richard Marks. Today I'm excited to welcome Simona Tawani. Simona is the founder of Compirum Consulting where he merges coaching and facilitation with the creative and performing world. So how are you Simone and tell me three things that make you smile. I'm very good. Thank you, Richard. It's wonderful to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So three things that make me smile. Um, The first one, um, my two cats. You know, I have two beautiful cats and their name, uh, I named them after Sofia Loren and Marcello Mastroianni. Oh, wow. So Glamorous cats. Glamorous cat. The idea was that they should like each other, but actually they keep fighting all the time. <laughs> so I keep laughing when I see them. Second thing is about uh, surreal situations. Mm. So, you know, I like when I see those situations when something happens and it can be almost part of a play mm. or of a movie. Mm. So that makes me smile a lot. And the third thing are animals, always. You know, those videos that you find on TikTok or Instagram and they do crazy things and that, yes, I think they're the three things that... Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and you like the theatre as well, don't you? You're a big theatre fan. I love theatre. You know, my background is as a professional actor and singer, so I'm passionate about theatre. And London is the best place, as you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, obviously, we know each other and we were introduced and we became friends. And obviously, I've done some work, your dental work as well. Yes, you did. So, So tell us about coaching. Yes. So it's such a big field Mm -hmm. and I'm very passionate about it. As you know, I'm originally from Italy, from Roma, and I moved to London in 2009 uh, because I love London. I love the vibes of the city. And I became almost immediately passionate about using my performing tools in a different environment. And so I became an executive coach, qualified and everything else. And the rest is is what I'm doing today. So coaching is such an important part of my life. I like working with people and helping them, supporting them in achieving the results. And the basic thing is that we all have internal resources to achieve what we want to achieve. So what I do is really being with clients and helping them finding those resources and use those resources to achieve what they want to achieve. Brilliant. <laughs> in a nutshell. This is yeah. in a nutshell, well, Dr. It's Richard. Good, it's good to think that you always have it within you, you know. Um, it's just something that you need to kind of uh, delve and, you know, express. Yes, and this is very important because no one is broken. Mm. So the coach is not adjusting something. Mm. Uh, the coach is supporting clients to find their own resources and their own answers to challenging situations and how they can achieve what they really want to achieve. But they already have inside everything. So that's why I I think it's particularly important and interesting. So tell us about Capirum Consulting. Obviously, you started that. Um, Does that obviously does executive business coaching or life coaching or is it a mixture of all three? It's a mixture. It depends on the client's needs, of course. And uh, I like also working with teams and holding large events as well. So it really depends on what is needed. If it's a one-to-one session, then the client can choose what what type of coaching is more appropriate. So sometimes they have the need to become more impactful 
when they communicate with people, when they communicate with their teams, for instance, or when they have to hold conferences. And this is a different type of coaching, of course. So it, de it really depends. And even when you work with team teams, so large groups, then you have to adjust and find what is the best approach yeah, for them yeah. to, to achieve what they want to achieve, really. Yeah, and you work with some quite large companies as well. And, yes. You know, um, anything from managers, um, any level in organizations from leaders and so we do a lot of work with leaders helping them to really find the best way to work with with their people as well and i can add something actually yes. related with the name capirum oh yeah which is a strange name slightly changed a strange name it's, it's latin i'm guessing or is it greek well uh, the idea was to find a word that can mean something so capire in italiano in italian means to understand so I believe that this is, this is really the starting point of everything. We need to understand who we are and what we want in order to move forward in the best way. Then I wanted something that could sound Latin a little bit because uh, this is, was part of my life anyway, and adding a twist, which was the K at the beginning of the word. So instead of capire, which is with the C, we added the K at the beginning. So this is the story of the name. And I believe that understand it's really one key element in mm. what I do. And is it understanding yourself or other people? Or... Exactly. Everything yeah. starts with understanding ourselves, mm. And then only when we are aware of who we are, then we can support and help others. Mm. That's really interesting. Yeah. And I've always thought that, that lots of different characters and everybody has different values that they can bring to you know, an organization or just general life, you know, um, some people might be shyer and some people might be more confident, but all those different aspects can, you know, make a great team. And I think it's very important to understand who you are. Yes. And then understand that people around you might be different from you. Mm. And so what your mother always said to you, probably treat the others as you want to be treated can be actually wrong. You need to treat the others as they need to be treated, which means that you don't need to change who you are, but you need to adapt yourself in order to get the message across to someone else. Mm -hmm. So having this awareness of yourself and the world around you is a key element. Yeah. And I think, I guess in bigger organizations, you know, there can be lots of politics and lots of um, difficulties within teams and it's just people negotiating how they manage that, you know. Absolutely, and how they can work together in the best way. Yeah, exactly. It's working together, not against each other. Absolutely, <laughs> and there are so many challenges many times. <laughs> and course. it's good to have that external eye that can um, work together with the team and holding a mirror and help the team to find solutions. Yeah, of course. What was it like growing up in Rome? What was oh. your experience? <laughs> and why did you leave? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I left, I left Rome to, to get the chance to meet you, Dr. Yeah, Richard. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so growing up in Rome was great. And um, I love Italy. I love my country. And Rome is a fantastic city, as you know. You, you've been there as well. Um, I had the, the chance to, to, to graduate as an actor and singer in Rome. And, and so it was great. There is this sense of a family, friends, and, and you know, family is very important to me. Um, so yes, it was, I think it was great. At a certain point, I felt the need to, to change 
in my life, to do something different. And because, as you mentioned, I love theater, I love performing arts, I started coming back and forth to London many times. And then at a certain point, I have to decide either I move there or what will happen. So I decided to move. And of course, I still go to Italy quite a lot. And, but I love London as well. Are there aspects you miss from Italy, like the food and the wine? Obviously, you can find some things here, but some things probably are kind of unique. To well, time. you know, you can find everything in London, I believe, and the quality is very, very good. Uh, you know, when you, <laughs> I like to say that when you are with Italians, and sooner or later, you, uh, you will end up in a conversation talking about food and wine. Yeah. You know, it will happen. Sooner <laughs> or later it will happen. We exchange recipes or things like that. Uh, so if I miss, and I don't really miss because, as I said, I like to go back quite often. And even when I'm in London, I, I, I like to cook as well. And um, so, yeah, but I'm very passionate about food and good wine. Absolutely, Richard. I noticed that it varies quite a lot from north to south, the cuisine, which people don't always realise. And then um, I was... Um, someone was telling me about the Italian Christmas and um, actually my sister, she married an Italian. Um, so they have so much food <laughs> it's like it's more more than even the british christmas oh absolutely you know then what is interesting is that it's different from north to south as you mentioned but it's even different from one village to another village mm. each village in italy has its own traditions and uh, food and wine uh, everything is quite specific and you're right, uh, during Christmas in Italy, you can sit down and start eating at midday and at eight o'clock in the afternoon, you're still eating and then you start having your dinner as well. So, yes, it can be quite demanding. Yeah, yeah. And Rome has particular types of cuisine, doesn't it, that you don't always find everywhere else? Yeah, as well. I mean, you can still find things, of course, but you go to certain city and certain village to really taste the difference in some products and in some specific details. Exactly, and there's places where the parmesan comes from, places where the mozzarella comes 100%. I can see you're very well prepared. Definitely. <laughs> and the other thing I think is amazing about Italy, obviously the history, when I went to Rome, you know, for anybody, um, you know, Colosseum and uh, Vatican yeah. and all the Palestine and everything, but then uh, I went to Pompeii as well, and that was amazing. But also, like, there's so many incredible cities, Florence, Venice, it's... And it's unbelievable. They are unique, completely yeah. unique. If you think about Venice, it's really there is only one Venice mm. built like that, mm. of course. Mm. So yes, I completely agree with you. It's a, it's a fantastic country. It's not that big. It's quite small, but still, there are so many things to see and and to visit. So, when you first moved to London, how did you find that experience when you first moved? Um, you know, obviously, you know, you've been here some time now, but did you find it hard to, to integrate to London or did you just find it quite natural? Uh, it was overwhelming in terms of the energy, the vibes. And uh, wow, it, um, you're full of emotions when for the first time you decide to move to London. And and then I, I, I immediately love it in a way. I immediately felt part of it. And uh, up to a point that after a few years... I decided to become British as well, as you know. So now I hold double citizenship because I really feel that I have both sides in in myself. So 
this love for, for UK and for London together with the, the fact of being Italian, of course. So yes, London, um, I think, gave me, the, gave me a lot. So I'm very grateful to this city and everything that is involved in London. Yeah, I think it's interesting because London's obviously an English city, but also an international city. And people kind of move and then they become Londoners and it's the city that embraces people. It's absolutely like that. And when we talk about integration, it's actually what is great about London is that every community, every person can still maintain his own tradition um, and um, and, but, and all Everything is happening together. We all live together. And I like this mix of cultures, of people, um, I think is, is really unique of London. And as you say, London is in the UK, of course, but is a city of the world. Mm-hmm. And people are really interested in each other's, you know, culture, traditions and foods. And oh, yes. that's the amazing thing. You know, Londoners are very brave. They'll try different <laughs> things. You know, you can try everything you like in terms of food. You can really go wherever you like and try different things every single evening if you want to. Yeah, which is pretty amazing, isn't it? It is. You can travel the world without leaving. Oh, yes, <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, um, talking about travel, obviously you like to travel and we travelled together before. Oh, we um, did, yes. <laughs> so, we travelled to New York and obviously um, what I found really amazing travelling with you to that city, because I, I had been before, was because you were passionate about the theatre, you know, I kind of was immersed much more in that. Um, and oh, yes. We saw quite a few Broadway shows <laughs> and that's not something that I normally would do when I went to New York so that was really great um and uh you know you when you're with someone uh different you experience a different side of the city so you know we had an amazing trip obviously oh yes definitely (laughs) memorable I would say (laughs) we will always remember that week I still remember that evening I think was one of the last maybe the last day or something where you were just sitting down and say oh I cannot move tonight I have to stay at home I'm done I'm done (laughs) which I mean knowing you doesn't happen often (laughs) yeah well I think we really pushed ourselves to wake up early in the morning do as much as possible till late yes yes it was really memorable and that's really interesting as well there's Italian American which is completely you know, different where the Italians, um, which is a big community in New York, and yeah. they have a whole different types of food as well and, and traditions there that they created. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And what do you think about Broadway, how it compares to the West End? Oh, well, difficult question. You're asking a very <laughs> challenging <laughs> question. I like to ask difficult questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're both, I think, great uh, places and in terms of performing arts. So if you want really to see the best theatre in the world, I believe, uh, those are the two places where to go. So that's why uh, I feel very lucky living here in London that I can even, if I decide last minute and I want to really see something, I can just try and find tickets and and go. So both are really fantastic. And uh, the quality of performers uh, is unbelievable. Yeah, I did find like um, some shows don't always make it from Broadway to 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 West End and same some don't make it from West End to, to Broadway. So that's the exciting thing about going to both. And I did find like in New York that they do have quite a lot of really intellectual, intelligent and challenging work and plays, especially in the play and theatres um, 
you know, uh, we do as well. Perhaps we have more Shakespeare, which is not surprising. <laughs> well, yes, of course. <laughs> this is the place to be if you this want to see. This is the place to be. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I think you're right. That's why when I go to New York, for instance, to Broadway, I tend to see show that I don't, I cannot find here uh, because it wouldn't make great sense to see something that is also in the West End. So yeah, you're right. And you know what, Richard? I think that theater is a is a for my for me at least in my professional life is a great inspiration because when you see a play, for instance, and it can be fun, but it can be also something that makes you thinking about important aspects. Uh, it's about human being. It's about who we are. So theater is part of uh, of, of our life, I believe. Yeah, it gets people thinking, talking, it challenges them to think of things from a different perspective. It can teach you things you didn't completely necessarily completely. know. So And this is the way I like to work, for instance. I like to really be inspired in different ways. Yes, I like reading books, of course. I like doing courses myself to develop myself because the development never ends. Uh but also when I go to the theater, when I see an exhibition, when I go to see an exhibition, I get some inspiration most of the time. Mm. Uh, and this is then part of who I am and the way I work with my clients as well. So using tools, techniques, ideas and inspirations coming from different worlds. Mm -hmm. And some people, maybe they have a block and that they need to just yes. remove. Exactly. Know. So, you know, especially when you work for organizations, for instance, sometimes you find that the creative part can be quite restricted. So you want really to invite them to open up more and uh, and and then you can you, you will be surprised of so many things that you can find. You know, one thing that I always think of you when I support uh, leaders and clients to be more impactful during their presentations, for instance, um, or every time that they need to communicate, is the power of the smile. Oh, good. And I always yes. think of you. I say, oh, wow, <laughs> this is something that is connecting me and Richard because the power of smile is incredible and you cannot imagine how many times this important tool is forgotten. And so even in the virtual reality now, when we run meetings virtually, I, I need to keep reminding people that if you smile, which doesn't mean laugh necessarily, but having this kind of relaxed expression, it will help a lot getting more people involved and engaged in what you're saying. So that to Richard, you need to work wow. well with people with uh, their smile. <laughs> yeah, well, I when I do do my work and obviously you know i'm doing small makeovers and things there's also um a lot about the person there and sometimes they haven't been confident to smile and obviously sometimes people have dental neglect where they haven't taken care of themselves and then you're kind of rebuilding but you're also trying to help people become more confident and you know it's not just a smile external it's the smile internal you know and um, and then they also say that that smile you smile at someone and it spreads you know so um it is amazing it's it absolutely is. amazing it is incredibly powerful and you know as human being we have the tendency to mirror each other mm. so if you're talking to people and you don't smile at all already the mindset of who is listening can be different and if you think about smiling and being relaxed, then people will reflect that back to you as well. So, so yes, Dr. Richard, keep helping people with their smiles and being confident in doing that. 
and I help them not forgetting that very important and essential tool. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually had some work done on my smile as well. One of my associates. <laughs> well, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and I thought this is the time. Like, I've got to have some work done on my smile as well. <laughs> and then um, people, I can obviously appreciate what a difference it makes. Absolutely, absolutely. Is uh, in there are the small little things that can re can be really very important, and they can make a huge difference. So talk to us about networking, because obviously you love networking and, and the members clubs and, yes. you know, how do you, how does that help you in your life? I think that you are quite a good networker. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an interesting question because we're very similar in this, Richard, mm -hmm. and we share so many things uh, in common. And I love networking when it's done in a natural and authentic way. So, you know, there are some events when you just need to go and you want to exchange business cards and you see people rushing around trying to give as many business cards as possible. And I'm not crazy about doing that, honestly, uh, I, but I like human being. I like human connections. So I'm curious about people. So mm. this is the kind of networking that I really love. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, for instance, in London, uh, I'm a member of several uh, members club and it's a great opportunity to get to meet people and to know them and asking about their life so it's a more kind of relaxed way of doing networking i don't know if you agree with me yeah but... yeah i really do and um i one thing that i've always thought is everybody has a story and everybody has a set of experiences maybe from environment maybe childhood maybe education that leads up to why they are the person they are. And I'm always interested in what is that, you know, that, you know, um, kind of makes that person. And some people are, are willing to share, obviously, more than other people. But I'm just interested in that whole people's experience. And obviously, you know, um, in London, it's amazing because people have moved from all over the world and yeah. they've got experiences to share with you. And they can bring that, and then that can also change your life. I think it's, it's absolutely true. And if you're genuinely interested in that, uh, people will share their stories. Mm. And I'm passionate about storytelling. I'm passionate about hearing stories, as you said. Mm. So, of course, there are people who are more into it or not. But you open the door, you ask questions, and you you just listen to, to, to stories. And I agree with you, it's, it's the most important thing when you connect with someone mm. and so yes yeah exactly and I think the other thing that um, I learned was um, you can have some difficult experiences through your life like um, obviously my mother left when I was young and that was a big experience for me um, but I think kind of like learning to try to be at peace with what's your journey has been you know and it is really important and not holding on to like anger and resentment too much 100% is really learning how to how to work with those emotions I mean as you know I was very uh, attached with my mother uh, in mm -hmm. Italy of course also my father but then my mother passed away five years ago mm. and she was very young she was 69 and you know she was uh, a proper Italian mama 
So, <laughs> yeah. so she cooked a lot. <laughs> oh yes, uh, she was fantastic in doing that, really. Um, so yes, then she passed away, and you have to work with those emotions. You have to, you you cannot reject them. You have to look at those things and and find a way to to use them in a constructive way, uh, because they are part of who you are and the human being that you are. So. And this human being is the same human being when you are with friends, when you work. So it helps understanding who you really are. And how did you kind of personally deal with that grief and loss? And how did you also help your family and, you know, father, you know, to... Because it can be also difficult to be kind of suddenly left alone. Oh, definitely. Yes. It, it, I think what I did was really looking at the situation and not avoiding to face that mm. uh, and talk about that. Mm. So not hiding anything, not without hiding any feelings or or thoughts. So it's about really being being in the moment, face the situation and then try to accept it in a certain way. And it will be always part of you, of course. Mm. Uh, the pain for that loss will be always part of myself. But it's not blocking me. It's not actually, uh, how can I say, it's not giving me the sense of anger or frustration or uh, it's, it's different. It's something that I, if I think about my mother, I think with a smile in my fa on my face. Yeah. And I think... That's the way to, to think it's exactly a great amazing person and impact that they've left you know and they're still with you in all that they've taught you and completely um, completely yeah so it's amazing i am who i am also because of that also because of her also because of my family of my friends we all are who we are also because of the environment that we had around us yeah and then you carry that part forward in your life oh yes definitely else. definitely what would you say are your plans for the future? Mm, I love that naughty, <laughs> naughty eyes. Question, <laughs> <right>? yeah. <laughs> Plan for the future is amazing. So I must say that plans for the future are really to keep doing what I'm doing in the way I'm doing. So um, from a professional point of view, I would like to keep going in the direction that I already have and keep the business as a boutique kind of business. So I like really to have always the personal touch and the personal connection with uh, with my clients and uh, with the people I work with. Um, so yes, I would say that I would be happy to keep, of course, growing the business, keep uh, doing what I'm doing in the way I'm doing. And um, I would say that, mm. yes. Well, we will definitely um, leave the details in the show notes about um everything when you're coaching someone do they need several sessions or can you can you do even just one or two sessions for people or you know how do you work in that way it depends really usually it's a journey so there is a certain number of sessions in order to get clarity and to explore together in options for instance and to have a, a clear action planning and of course, as I said, those are elements that the clients already have inside. So my role is uh, to really help and support the person to find those elements and to help this person exploring 
have all the options and um, the opportunities and then help the clients to take a clear action moving forward. So it really depends on the situations and what is the ideal outcome that the clients want to achieve. And what outcomes do they want to achieve usually? Is it like a business or furthering their ambitions? It can be that. It can be achieving a better position in their professional life. It can be uh, dealing in a different way with their teams, with the people around them. It can be uh, understanding how to use their strengths in order to uh, achieve their real goal. What is interesting is that during sessions, uh, I think the most powerful moment is when the person in front of you have this kind of light bulb moment and mm. say, oh, I haven't thought about that. Mm. And now that we're having this conversation, I'm realizing that, mm. and then they talk. So it's this kind of new scenario mm. that they find. And sometimes they come with uh, an outcome that they want to achieve, and then during the journey, they find out that actually what they really want to achieve is different. Mm. So I think it's, a, it's very important, the, um, the exploration that they do together with me. Yeah. And I think, you know, personal growth is really important and essential. It, I will exactly. stop learning the day that I stop living. So it's always about learning and develop yourself. Mm. Uh, I like to do that. And when you work with teams, for instance, it's important most of the time, my advice is to build learning journeys instead of one-off session, let's say, because it is important to follow up with the work and keep building what you already have. Yeah, and I was also saying how, obviously, we're talking about health and wellness and, you know, um, we've concentrated a lot on kind of fitness and health, but I feel like this is also part of your journey, is your kind of self-growth, and this is also part of self-care to help yourself grow um, from the mind and the mental side of things as well. Definitely, 100%. And you cannot tell other people to do what you don't want to do. So it's really important to self-develop yourself as well, constantly, constantly. And is what I do and what you do, Richard, as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I always hope that, you know, I'm learning something through the journey, you know, and then you learn something and hopefully you change for the better. Always, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> you don't go backwards. <laughs> no, I hope not, really. <laughs> no, no. Well, it sounds like an amazing um, amazing experience. And um, I'm sure the clients you're working for are really developing and, and reaching their goals and, um, you know, expanding their uh, opportunities. And it's so rewarding. I mean, when you work with clients or with teams or with uh, on a one-to-one -one or with teams, it's rewarding to see really results and achievements from them and is the best thing we do that because of that of course <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me Simone <laughs> oh it was fantastic I wish, <laughs> thank I wish you. we could have those conversations every day actually. <laughs> <laughs> well they will have to do some sessions <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> So all of Simone's details and links will be in the show notes. And thank you guys for listening. If you like today's show, please rate and review wherever you get your podcast. It was presented by me, Dr. Richard Marks. For more about me, I'm on at Dr. Underscore Richard Double Underscore. Or you can visit my website, www.drrichardlondon.com. This is a Pod People production. It was recorded at Spiritland Studios. And the music is by Delhi Music. And we will see you next time.